0: Hi everyone, my name is PK and here I have Adele who's a client of the Property Investment Accelerator. In this episode, we'll be going through Adele's journey from not knowing anything about property investing, being at university, doing his thesis and going into investment banking as an intern to then doing the course, buying properties under his own name to then having so much confidence that he's buying literally, you know, more than ten properties for family and friends, and now he's becoming a buyer's agent. Like that whole process, it's only taken him two years or thereabouts from when he started the course, and we're going we'll be going through his exact deals. And because he's basically almost a professional now, you know he'll be sharing with you so many tips and tricks and hacks. About how he got these amazing properties, positive cash flow, huge growth. You know, wait for the numbers, you know, with subdivision potential, under market value. He's not a buyer's agent just yet, but he is looking to become one. So he's going to hopefully share with you so many gold nuggets that most buyer's agents won't tell you okay because it's detrimental to their business but he will because he's not quite a buys agent yet but he's a super nice guy and and actually he's in my team i only hire you know successful clients that want to work with me and he's actually part of my team you might be thinking well he's just going to make numbers up because he works for you pk we don't we don't work like that all right <laughs> right so listen for the next 10 15 minutes and get a whole bunch of value
1: do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing P.K. Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you.
0: Thank you, Adele, for making time. Thanks, P.K.
1: Thanks for the introduction.
0: No worries, man. No worries, man. All right. Well, like I normally do with these client interviews, um, let's just start, if you don't mind Adele, with, yeah, we are talking about it before, like who who were you? Or oh, it kind of seems existential. Like what was your journey before property investing? And yeah, like what kind of led you to, to buy and do the property investment accelerator program?
1: Right. Awesome. So I started, you know, as a young Teenager going into uni, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I went to medical science first, um, but realised it wasn't for me. Um, Then I kind of shifted to finance. Went to work in a derivatives broker. Got my internship at an investment bank. Um, Once again, realised I like numbers, but it's just things aren't really clicking for me. And then I was really looking into property because I wanted to get rich. I want to get wealthy, right? So I know you can make a lot of money in property. So I started looking at probably podcasts, what's out there. Sooner or later, I eventually came across PK. Um, This is about just under two years ago. Um, And then, yeah, I did the Property Investment Accelerator course. Um, I started off at first, you know, not confident at all. I was scared. I was, you know, thinking if this is gonna work or not. But from the course, I bought my first investment property. I bought it in Paralaui, South Australia in, I think 2020. And I bought it for $260,000 um, and the rent right after was $400 a week. So two hundred sixty dollars in Capital City, you know, 15 minutes from the beach is quite crazy, right? Um, and then, yeah, I've just always, I guess, applied what PK has taught me throughout the course. I've just, you know, been diligent in what I did and I had a passion for property and I just kept pushing forward with it. A lot of confidence that comes um, working with PK and also being a student of PK because you have the you know the weekly group calls, you have the support along the way, which is really helpful. Um, And from my first investment, about three months later, I was able to withdraw about seventy thousand dollars as equity to help me get my second property, which was in Lavington. So from the very first property, I paid about I think fifty thousand dollars, and did a you know with that fifty thousand dollars, I was able to recycle that and get a second property so I didn't have to use any other money other than that first investment which then I was able to extract equity and get the second property which was also uh positive cash flow so that's currently rented at 440 a week and the purchase price is 330 and that all happened within I guess 6 month period and you know, coming out of uni and not having that much money, I actually my base salary isn't very high at all. So for me to have you know two properties within you know a few months apart, it really made me realise what is possible, and it gave me the confidence that if I could do this for myself, I might be able to help my family and friends. And yeah, soon after I was able to buy a property for my sister, which I think is till now one of the best deals I've bought
0: um it's better than your own deals i reckon <laughs> I think so,
1: Yeah, that property the median house pr- the median house price for my sister's property which is in east albury is around 550 and yeah through the things i've been taught in this course and through i guess um some things i learned along the way i was able to buy that property for three hundred ninety thousand dollars. beautiful block 900 square meters and renting out for 440 a week my sister in the past had used a buyer agent for her very first property um, her portfolio was negatively geared, and from the property that I bought her, it actually has turned the whole portfolio positive. After that, I was able to buy my cousin a
0: property in Lavington as well. Um, I love it how we can talk about suburbs, by the way, because we're not buying in these suburbs anymore. So um, I'm, you know, normally we can't talk about suburbs, but I'm I'm glad that you're sharing them because. Yeah, for anyone who's watching you can go back and verify this for yourself what parallel has done what Lavington has done what east albury has done sorry i cut you off
1: yeah, yeah we normally the, the suburbs are you know as students we work hard to get their suburbs and we normally it's only i guess private information but we're, i'm more than happy to share it now because like you said they've done so well um and then yeah so my cousin he, he had a, brief, a bit of a different goal of what he wanted to achieve, um, and. He, i got him a i think it was just under 900 square meter block that is b4 zoning before zoning in new south wales means mixed commercial use um so the property at the moment is costing him almost nothing to hold it's there's already going to be growth in the property but now he's going to lock on future um value from it because of its zoning before zoning yeah, like one of the highest zoning you can get for commercial use so uh, amazing um Soon after, I think word got out that I was buying these really good deals, (laughs) Um, you know, all positively geared, all capital growth, you know, and the system is working. So family and friends started coming, started buying property in Brisbane, you know, in Slacks Creek and Bromia Heights and Crestmead. And also bought in Mount Austin in regional New South Wales, bought in, what else? Uh, Bundaberg and some other key areas around around Australia that are still growing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, all of these properties to be able to, to, to start from a uni student and then to almost have a new career where I'm helping not only my family and friends but people you know who are being referred to me and actually change their life or let them know that you know through assets you can kind of beat inflation or you can beat you know what's going on with the interest rate rises and create a second income for yourself and have a buffer it, it's really impactful and it's really profound so I'm, I'm enjoying the journey and there's so much more to come
0: yeah I think the greatest thing, and we were talking about this offline as well, the best thing is that with property, you know, you started off with $50,000, you got the first deal and your second deal, you didn't need to chip in any more deposit. It's just about getting that first deposit. And then if you buy well, it grows in value. I think that Parallel one that you bought for two sixty five dollars or something, it's worth like four ten dollars now. So you're able to just buy multiple properties after that, just refinancing, taking equity out, right? Go over to the bank or through a broker, They'll give you that equity, that growth, you know, in cash, and that becomes your next deposit. And now you're, I think you're on your third property for yourself, once again, without having put any of your own money further into it. And for a young person, you know, obviously you're young, like that's a game changer. And you do that for the next 10 years, then like, yeah, tell you don't have to work a day in your life after that.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely. It's all about buying smart, you know, following data, following system that actually works. Um, and buying objectively and yeah I'm, I'm about to get my third but by the end of this year I'm pushing for possibly five properties and once again like I said my base salary isn't that high um, it's you know just around the average Australian you know income so to possibly have five properties at the end of this year just because I've learned to invest and invest well
0: is yeah life-changing and how Sorry, I don't want to put you on the spot how old are you? Uh, 28 <laughs> there you go there you go and like, it's one thing to buy property for yourself, you know, cause it's, it's your own risk. You're only benefiting or, you know, um, being a detriment to yourself. There's no external person you're impacting, but then to help others is kind of a whole new ball game because, you know, it's their hard earned money. It's someone else's livelihood at stake. It's someone else's finances, a lot of pressure, a lot of responsibility, I should say. So, you know, you, you're very young. You know, you, you've you've done your university. You've bought some properties for yourself. Um, I know you're not technically a buyer's agent just yet, and so therefore you're just helping family and friends. You know, within within your close um, close knit unit, your family. But what what's given you the confidence that you're able to spend your family's money on their behalf and buy good assets? Because, you know, like if it's me and and I had this limiting belief when I first built my business like I had built a, a huge portfolio for myself but it was like you know people are giving me their hard-earned money is this actually going to work you know is this you know it's a lot of responsibility you don't want to take people for a ride um, what kind of got you I don't know if you faced that mental hurdle or battle but what kind of got you over that confidence barrier to help other people
1: Oh, definitely had that fee. Like, oh, okay, this is not my money. I've got to be careful. I've got to make sure I cross all my T's and dot all my I's. Um, But it simply comes down to education. I was educated by, you know, a good mentor yourself. The course is so comprehensive. Um, And I'm not trying to say this just because, you know, it it works, right? It works. So I was able to learn how to buy well. I was able to research suburbs, research properties, how to negotiate, um, how I can add value to a property, what structure to be putting him in um and to test it on myself and see it working for myself and then to test it again with, you know my sister and my, and my cousin that you know that that confidence and being able to apply what I've learned only got stronger as well as having you know a mentor and having a support system that I could rely on and having a, a community that I could reach out to and ask questions which is available you know in the course it just it becomes like a hub where you know, you're stuck, you're 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 in the cycle where, you know, you're always learning, always being challenged, but always being redirected as well. So being educated, you know, following the system that works, having a guidance by someone who's done it, you know, they're the three things, plus the support to really give me the confidence to say, you know, hey, I can help you.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Adele. And for those people who are watching, who, you know, may not be interested in the course, and that's fine and actually just want to do it themselves like what's some some advice or some tips that you can give them perhaps around buying interstate because you're based in sydney you've bought in three or four different states now um what's some advice that you can give them around buying remotely without needing to catch flights and of course not needing buyers agents perhaps around the data as well how to actually find um good suburbs i need almost anything is growing right now, but the, the true test is when this boom finishes, which suburbs are going to continue growing. And that's really where data comes in. And perhaps the, the third area, let me think of it real quick. The people, The thing that people struggle with is assessing individual deals. So even when they select a suburb, You know, they're just trawling real estate and domain. They're not sure whether the property is good to buy or not to buy. So I don't know. Those are the kind of three areas, buying remotely, suburb selection using data, and then deal assessment. Is there any kind of top tips or tricks from your own experience now that you can share openly with people and hopefully give them some value?
1: Right. So buying remotely. So you need to have the right team around you or interstate. So you need to learn how to qualify the correct property manager, someone who's you know going to care about the property just as much as you do, who's going to give you honest feedback, who doesn't just want your money. There are certain questions you have to ask the property manager, like you know what's their vacancy rate like, you know you know ha, ha, what are they willing to do to make sure that your property is the right one for you. You know you don't want to have issues later. You want you want to find the right tenants. Um, so having the right property manager, but also finding the right building and pest inspector and how to qualify. Right, building a pest. You don't want to miss something. Um, which can cost you a lot of money later on. So to buy remotely, you need to have, you know, a mortgage broker that will also help you um, to understand your learning structure. You need the property manager who will help you, you know, on the ground, your eyes on the ground, but also, I guess, provide honest feedback. And you need a building pest inspector that you need to qualify that will also, you know, is is diligent in their work. So buying remotely, you need to have the right team around you, on the ground um, that you can trust. Second question was around the suburb, finding the right suburb. So this is pretty much, I guess, the kernel, right? This is one of the hardest things. There's, there's so much information out there. How do you find the right suburb? And honestly, without having, I guess, without knowing what data to look at can be very tricky, but I guess for some general advice, you want to find the suburb where, you know, th- the, I guess it's somewhat landlocked, that there isn't much supply coming onto it soon, including in surrounding suburbs. You don't want to buy in a suburb where, you know, there's a 500, you know, lot subdivision being brought on with new homes. You want to be looking at, I guess, you know, the owner to rent um, percentage, um, like uh, rent proportion and owner occupation. You want to be looking at surrounding suburbs. You don't want to just find one suburb that's growing, but you want to find the cluster of suburbs that are growing.
0: Yeah, Um, really solid point.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's very important to have, I guess, a growth corridor. There are so many intrinsic factors. You want to be also looking, you know, things on days on market, you know, and what what's the right numbers looking for days on market? What's the vacancy rates? The, and importantly, you want to be sure that the rental yield, you know, is growing as well. It's not just having capital growth and no rent yield. If, if rent is growing as well, then that's super important. Also, looking at things like, you know, a vendor's looking at discounting. You know, what's that? What's going on on the on the floor? But yeah. It's when you invest, when you're investing anywhere between three to one million dollars in a property, you can't just rely on, you know, what I'm saying on here or, or just random information on Google or real estate.com. Like it's one of those things where you have to get educated. Or, or I personally think it's you spend a little money to avoid making a, a massive mistake because properties may rise you know five ten years but if you can if you can calculate what properties are going to rise when and how the suburbs can perform now two years five and seven years and even ten years and have something that's positively geared you're only going to help you're only going to grow your portfolio you want to also be you know you want to have a property that's i guess interest rate um proof as well so if it's if it's good have has good yield then you know you're not gonna have to worry about those um interest rate rises which can be good for the economy but
0: Yeah. Um, These are solid, these are solid points. And, and thank you for sharing them because yeah, for everyone who's watching and listening, I'm not just, just what Adele said, like most people won't actually share with you that kind of information. And I know so many of you, you know, you keep missing out on properties. It's because you've either bought in a suburb that has already grown too much, or it's about to grow, but it's too hot. And so some of the data factors that Adele has mentioned and and many others that we teach in the course and the system, you know, the whole idea of advanced property investing is, okay, let's buy in a hot suburb, but also how do we identify a suburb that's not hot yet? How would we identify something that is going to become hot, but how do we get there before the herd? And I think that's what you did, right, in in parallel. I mean, try to find a good property and buy it at a good price in Pariloui right now in Adelaide. I mean, that's why we're talking about it openly, because, you know, good luck to you. But yeah. you got there at the right time. And there's always a good suburb to buy, regardless of year, of month, of cycle. It's just about using the data to find it. So thank you for sharing. And, and then perhaps like the third point around, okay, well, let's, let's say we found a good uh, suburb. Let's call it Lavington in, um, in New South Wales how do you, you know, maybe just some tips for people watching, how do we find the right property? Because, you know, there might be 20 properties for sale in Levington in any one given week. How do we find the right one?
1: Yeah, definitely. One way to buy is how I think is would a family rent this home, you know, or who's going to rent this home? So you want to make it as appealing, appealing as possible. Um, so you want to avoid areas or pockets where, for example, there might be housing commission, housing commission. Um, you want to avoid areas where there's a main road or thoroughfare which might not be safe for the kids or there might be too much noise you want to avoid t-junctions even things like you know you and it's super important a lot of people a lot of pie agents to do this checking for flood zone or even bushfire zones i know some people in brisbane who are unlucky because they didn't check the flood zoning um but that's super essential to check that yeah um you know even street appeal having like the you know the power poles Obviously with some things, there are trade-offs. What's important to you is at the end of the day most important. Um, But even then, once you do find the right property, how do you actually lock it in? Um, And and how do you make sure you're not overpaying? So being able to independently value the property, you know, regardless of what the listing price is. The listing price is just a number. That's what the agent and vendors want. Doesn't necessarily mean what the the price is. So Mm -hmm. being able to, I guess, either negotiate or actually pay what is worth the value of the, of the property, also looking at, you know, land to asset ratio, which is also an important factor. But yeah, generally when I'm looking to buy a home, I, you know, I look at open, open floor space, you know, just something that a family would like to live in. Um, so I have a wider audience to, to uh, I guess, um, appeal to. And you wanna be buying properties that are suited to that suburb. You don't wanna be buying, you know, as PK says, be the hero and buy a five bedroom home where the three bedroom home is, you know, what is most in demand. So buying correctly as well and knowing,
0: yeah. Right. I mean, once again, like, thank you for sharing. It's, it's just, you know, there's no checklist that you can get free online that has even half of the things that you mentioned there. And, and of course, there's many other things to look at as well. But I think the best thing is that you can do all of this completely remotely. You know, you don't need per se a buyer's you don't You don't need to catch a flight and walk the street or see the house. Everything can be done for you. And with you by the team members that Adele mentioned before, and through online um, tools that are easily accessible, basically free of cost in most cases in Australia. And that that's kind of really just 101, but also advanced property investing. So thank you, thank you for sharing that. So, you know, you've bought many properties now for yourself, for family, friends. I think before you're mentioning offline that. You know, subject to settlement, there's about 15 or 16 that you've helped um, folks with, which is great. And that's just within two years, right? And two years ago, you knew nothing about property. I just want to hammer home this point because people lack confidence. You know, there's always a million excuses of why they shouldn't invest. You know, I don't have any experience in it, or it's the wrong time to buy, or interest rates, or inflation. Or, you know, my friend said, just buy this off-the-plan apartment or house and land package in Western Sydney or Western Melbourne. That's what all my colleagues and family is doing. Let's just do that. Or, you know, like investing doesn't work, can't find a tenant, tenant trashes the place, the economy, you know, there's always the reasons, but I feel it's a mindset thing, right? Um, it's, it's a mindset thing and the mindset and confidence are the two things you need to actually be successful in property. And that's the last question I'm going to ask you or ask for your advice, actually, Adele. What would you say to someone who, let's say they're on the fence of doing the property investment accelerator program or even just on the fence of buying a property, like regardless of they know about me or not or are interested in me or not, um, but they're kind of second guessing themselves. You know, they're on the fence, they, they know they want to build wealth, they know they want to build passive income support their family. But they just have this analysis paralysis, lacking confidence. What would you tell them?
1: Right, I have. I could speak so much about this. Um, Go ahead. We are only limited by imagination. Like you, you, if you dream of something, there is no reason why you can't achieve it. If you want to stop working, if you want to spend more time with your family, if you know, if you want to spend more time on your hobbies or business, if you don't like your boss, like you could do whatever you like. It's, it all comes down to you. So. If you feel like you're stuck in your ways and you, something needs to change, unless you make that decision, nothing's gonna change. So sometimes we just have to like come up with the courage to take a step forward and change our circumstances. In terms of buying, it's like, if you buy the right asset, we live in a world where you need to buy assets because if you don't buy assets, you're gonna get left behind. Um, Inflation is gonna you know, eat you up. You need, it's, you can't save quicker than what an asset will grow. And need the right assets, such as property. Which are quite safe as well. So I think I think it comes down to just taking action. Um, if if you're if you're if you're already thinking about doing something, then just do it. Um, I always go back to Nike, like they've nailed it. Just do it. Like they, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Because when you come to make an investment, like a property, that's going to be literally the one of the most expensive purchases you ever make in your life. So why not do it in a way where you avoid mistakes and have someone help you along the way? Um, and I can say this because, you know, as you can see from PK's reviews online, like his system works, people trust him, I trust him. And I think one of the reviews I left on Google was, Dear Future Investor, if you're thinking, thinking about doing this course, just do it. So my review is on Google, go read it, it's there, and it's an honest review. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I remember I had just bought, I was so happy and, it, you know, everything I said there is true. So it's on the, you'll find it on Google. But yeah, you're only limited by imagination going back to that point like don't let fee stop you fee is not a real thing you know if you have if you can do something that's going to better your life then you know I, I urge you to do something about it um and look for me one of the best purchases i ever made and like just talking about it put smile on my face, <laughs> buying for my mother oh so my mom recently just settled in february um, I can't say where yet because the suburb is still very hot. It's growing. It's, it's a top T suburb. Um, but my mom, she's nearing retirement. Um, and I know she needs something that's going to help her pay down her mortgage at her principal price of residency. So I know this investment that she's just bought, which, by the way, we bought it for $363 and the rent is 460 in a capital city.
0: In a um, capital city. Capital city. Okay, so, I don't even know about this one, guys. So I'll ask you the suburb later.
1: <laughs> just settle the yeah, other no longer. Um, so yeah, that, that's the numbers are amazing. The suburbs are amazing, but I know this suburb is going to grow so much that when mom decides to sell, which she does start to sell at some point in the future, not only will it help her, you know, pay her pay her debt in this property like where she lives, but leave some for her. Um and it doesn't cost her anything to hold. She, she's making money holding this property. So um, yeah if I can help my mom, if, you know, if I can change my mom's life and you're thinking about it, then you just got to ask yourself what's really stopping you? Um, because until you decide to do something, you're going to live the same life. You're going to go to the office. You're going to not see your kids or whatever it is for you that you're not getting. You have to make a change. Um, and I'm glad that I did.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And I just want to add to that you can't be what you can't see. You know, if you cannot visualize something then you can't achieve it, you can't become it. So that's one of the reasons why I do so many of these client interviews to kind of just, you know, put my clients very proudly actually on a pedestal and say, here's someone who, you know, of course, you know, being rich or becoming rich has negative connotations, but we all want to get ahead, you know, for whatever reason. Here are people who are getting ahead, who have got ahead and helping other people get ahead. And you know, you can't be what you can't see. So if you're still watching, still listening to this interview, here's a really good example, Adele, someone who's super humble, Um, you know, not from a privileged background or anything like that and just hustling, you know, getting ahead in life and then helping his family and friends, which is a really satisfying feeling. And even if you're not in your twenties, you know, we have tons of clients who are in their forties and their fifties. I think one client, the oldest client's 62 or 63, like age is no barrier. You know, you can still achieve things. Of course, you know, you can't retire rich in five years time. If you're 63, you know, let's be practical. Um, but there's no reason why you can't improve your financial circumstances. Okay. So I just want to say thank you Adele for, for making time. And like I said, at the start of the, the, um, the interview guys that Adele actually works in my team. So if you book a call to, to enroll in the property investment accelerator mentorship program, maybe Adele's one of the people that will call you and, and um hopefully you know that's kind of unpacked his story and you can kind of build some resonance with him but yeah thank you so much adele and of course like i always say to you congratulations
1: thank you and thank you so much for your help along the way